And welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Back from a three-week hiatus. Having entrusted this precious commodity of radio to three of the best professionals I know. Thank you to them. This is episode 255 on this Friday, March 2nd, 2018. Glad to have you with us today. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries. From the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, this is Live Till 5, your live local talk and variety program. We intend to entertain you a little bit. Hope to put a smile on your face this Friday afternoon, inform you, educate you, edify you in your Christian walk, and give you just a great alternative for this Friday afternoon. Glad to be with you. If you ever miss part of the show, noon to 2 on Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights, catch us on The Rebound. We know many of you cannot listen wall-to-wall two straight hours. It's just impossible. Your day's too busy. But you know what? You can just turn on the radio, 88.1 FM, on Saturday as you're driving around after lunchtime. Maybe you're picking up the kids from a soccer practice or running to the store or heading out to do a project. Just turn on the radio. Noon to two Saturdays. Just leave it on 88.1 FM all the time, 24-7. And then if you're in the car or near a radio from noon to two, you can listen live 7 and 9 p.m. Sunday nights, we do that so we catch you on your way home from church. We want to kind of hook you in and make you not be able to get out of the car and go in and have your leftover Chili Mac uh, from the afternoon. We want you to be able to just listen to the show until it's in totally completed at 9 p.m. on Sunday night. So catch us on the rebound, noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights. You can also download the show through our website, khmg.org. We have it available in podcast form just a few hours after the show is complete. Chris uploads that to our our website, and you can download this and a number of other great shows that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio, KHMG, and we do that for your edification. And if you download the podcast, you can just listen to it at your leisure, and you can kind of do what I do. If you listen, you know, depending on which app you listen through uh, your podcast, you can listen to it at one and a half speed. So instead of a two-hour show, it's like one hour and, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. So anyway, hey, I'm glad to be back. Last week, it was about 11 p.m. in Mobile, Alabama, and I was listening online to Lindsay Nagengast, host, the first female hostess of Live Till 5, and you know what? She did an awesome job. I think uh, everyone would agree she is an outstanding hostess. Her, I, I don't know how else to say it, her her uh, long list of people that came through, including some surprise visitors that even came and did some live music, 
uh, made the show very entertaining. And Lindsay did a great job. Her she had so, you know, Lindsay kind of showed me up because I usually have at least one wingman. Like I have Sebastian in here with me right now. Sebastian, how are you doing today? I'm here and I'm doing great. There you go. So Sebastian's my single wingman right now, but Lindsay, she had two wing women. She had Bonnie Dongan and Marie Paulin. And I I think that, you know, at least one of those wing women probably uh, having her on the show, just her, her force of personality and her ability to communicate and her love for being behind the microphone made it where Lindsay was literally just probably just trying to hold the reins back from the stagecoach, totally running away across the Western Plains. And then Bonnie Dongan was there as well. So you guys can do the math on that. But they all did great. And all the guests that came up, Leah Bear, Jackie Nagengast, the HBBC ladies that sang, uh, Holly Novak, that was just all just a lot of fun to listen to. And I know Jackie Nagengast had maybe a, a prolonged discussion about essential oils. This week, our theme is about diners, and so the only essential oil we're talking about this week is melted butter, uh, monohydrated uh, canola oil, you know, peanut oil, all the, the basic essential oils that uh, diners use. That's kind of our main things, trans fatty oils and things like that. So those are our essential oils. Uh, they're not nearly as therapeutic as the yingling or um, some of the other ones that uh, the thieves oil that were addressed last week, but much tastier and uh, partially digestible. So glad to have you with us this week. Thank you again, Lindsay, for hosting the show last week. Thank you, Sebastian, for hosting as well. Sebastian's show on films, right? Oh, yeah, it was on film and uh, it was a very good show. I yeah. think so. <laughs> hey, you know what? This, this medium radio i've learned being in the biz now for you know days is that you have to have some amount of confidence to be able to sit behind the microphone so good job on the confidence there uh and then uh who hosted the other show chris uh that one guy yeah yeah that i missed it and then (laughs) i didn't get to listen to it after the fact we had a little technical difficulty so that's the lost episode actually so So that might be the best episode we ever had but i'll never know so, and Chris is self-deprecating, so he would never say it's the best episode. But those that were able to listen live, that was an extraordinary event. It was like watching that, uh, what was that, full blue blood moon? Uh, yeah, that was like Chris's show. It kind of happened, and when it was over, you were kind of hoping you took a picture, but if you didn't, you'll just have to hear about it in legend around the campfires, you know, in, in days of yore. So, oh, also... I'm looking here at this beautiful cookie. I mean, this is an unusually attractive cookie. Now, I have an unusually mediocre cup of coffee to go with it. Um, Sebastian made us some fresh coffee. It's nice and hot, piping hot, smells great. Yeah. Uh, smells like a 1980s coffee commercial, what you would imagine that would smell like. But there's even better coffee in the kitchenette here in the uh, AV slash videography slash IT slash radio break room. There's even better coffee, but this is the mediocre coffee. This is the the brand that we we serve to people that you know we're not necessarily trying to impress. That yeah. would be me. So don't I, waste I your good trying. stuff on me. There's some better <laughs> stuff in the fridge, which we'll get next time. But you know what? The mediocre cup of coffee makes this wonderful cookie even that much more special. Yeah. Bonnie Dongan made these cookies, and these are not just any old cookie. 
We're going to post some pictures on the KHMG Facebook pages, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us on Facebook, and you'll see pictures of these cookies. They're almost too adorable to eat. But I ate mine. Yeah, and how was it? It's gone. Describe what it tastes like. I'm going to take a bite of mine now. Well, the icing was very nice, and it was like a... I don't even know. It's just so good, and... uh I felt bad eating it because it was like I was slowly eating his head. Then... Yeah. It's like a cute little monster character. It's a chocolate <laughs> cookie. It'd be like a homemade Oreo type cookie. It's like that dark chocolate. Yeah. But then the icing, I mean, it's it's like a cartoon character. Beautifully decorated. Mine has little spots. You'll you'll see it. He's, he's really cute and he's very tasty. I'm going to take another bite here and uh, describe it. I didn't know if it was like a brownie or cookie. Mm. So It's a brookie. A brookie. That's good. Yep, and this is a um, bad cup of coffee, so that means it's a means it's a boffy. I can't wait to get to these terms later. Mm. <laughs> For those listening at home and in their offices, uh, you probably wish you were here right now, but it's kind of a small studio, so you just have to enjoy the theater of the mind. Now, speaking of theater of the mind, it is the month of March, and when to roll out the. Observances and holidays, special special observances here in the month of March, provided to us by none other than Bob the Librarian, everyone's favorite librarian. I mean, can you think of a librarian that you like more than Bob? I don't think so. He's the favorite around here. And uh, this month, the month of March, it's Academy Awards Month, Adopt a Rescued Guinea Pig Month. Okay. Um, in some countries, they eat guinea pigs. That reminds me, have you ever seen a hamster outside of a pet store? Mm, no, not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's their bread for captivity, I guess. Um, let's see, airport syndrome. Oh, Alport syndrome. I, said, I thought I said airport. Sorry, Alport syndrome is probably a much sadder thing than the way it sounds when I say Alport Syndrome Awareness Month. American Diabetes Alert Month. I kind of said that with a smile, too. Let me say it more serious. American Diabetes Alert Month. American Red Cross Month. Bell Pepper and Broccoli Month, Berries and Cherries Month, Brain Injury Awareness Month, Child Life Month, Colic Awareness Month, Credit Education Month. That's kind of like in the middle. You got to kind of say that just mono credit education month for all of our accounting friends out there. Deaf History Month, Deep Vein Thrombosis Awareness Month, Dolphin Awareness Week. Uh Employee Spirit Month, and Exotic Winter Fruit and Leeks and Green Onions Month. That is a stinky month right there. Those are just some of the monthly observances. Let's look at the daily and weekly observances. The week, National Cheerleading Week, National Ghost Riders Week, National Pet Sitters Week, National Write a Letter Appreciation Week, Universal Human Beings Week, uh, Texas Cowboy Poetry Week. That's very popular. We've talked about that on the show before. Festival of Owls. National Days of Action. Celebrate your name. That's happening this week as well. National Consumer Protection. National Dental Assistance Recognition Week. National Procrastination Week, if we want to celebrate it so soon. National Schools Social Work Week. A couple more weeks of observances here. The 4th through the 10th, National Words Matter, Professional Pet Sitters. Read an e-book. Return the Borrowed Books. Save Your Vision. Teen Tech. Uh, school Breakfast, and Women of Aviation Worldwide Week. Those are all happening somewhere between the 1st and the 10th or so. First day yesterday, 
being the first of March, let's see here. Asiatic Fleet Memorial Day, um, International Women of Color Day, National Black Women in Jazz and the Arts Day, National Fruit Compote Day, Horse Protection Day, Peanut Butter Lovers Day, National Pig Day, Nuclear Free and Independent Pacific Day, or Bikini Atoll Day, uh, Plan a Solo Vacation Day, uh, Re-Fired, Not Retired Day, um, okay, uh, Self-Injury Awareness Day, Share a Smile Day, that was yesterday, you don't have to smile today, World Civil Defense, World Compliment Day, those were both yesterday, and today is Dr. Seuss Day, Oh, that's why some of our teachers were dressed like Dr. Seuss. Oh, that makes sense now. Today is Dr. Seuss Day. Okay. It's the actual day that you dress like a Dr. Seuss character. That I saw. When else would too. you wear that stuff? Never. Never. Well, unless maybe around for, the house. Unless it's for camp and you're playing a Dr. Seuss game. That's true. If you're the Grinch or Cat in the Hat. hat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Dr. <laughs> Seuss Day is today. Dress in Blue Day, uh, which, you know, if that's your color. Employee Appreciation Day. Uh, let's see. National. Yeah. Well, Bene- what was that? Oh, uh, uh, employee Appreciation oh, Day. Nice. Thanks for being here, Sebastian. Ah, no worries. <laughs> Don't mention it. Uh, National <laughs> Banana Cream Pie Day. Ooh, man. You know what'd be good? Dress like Dr. Seuss in a blue outfit and get your favorite employee a banana cream pie. You're celebrating four holidays in one one thing. It's like a a, a holiday vortex. Wow. Uh, let's see here. National Day of Action, Peace Corps Day, uh, Old Stuff Day, Salesperson Day, Speech and Debate Education Day, Read Across America Day, Texas Independence Day, and the World Day of Prayers today. Tomorrow, 3-3. What is 3-3 for our listening audience that have been with us a long time? What do we call it when the month and the day are the same number? Yes, class, the Bonza Botler Day. That's the day where the month and the day are the same number. Wow. They used to have bodacious Bonza Butler days, but no more. Ever since we passed the year 2012, we don't have any, like 12, oh. 12, 12, whatever. Uh, free dentistry day is tomorrow. I don't know how you celebrate that. I want you to be happy day. If pets had thumbs day. Uh, let's see. International ear care day tomorrow. National anthem day. Cold cuts day. I don't know how many people call them cold cuts anymore. Do you call I- lunch meat cold cuts? I don't know. When I think of cold cuts, I think of like Subway. Yeah, right. Because I used to work at Subway. Yeah, so cold cut sandwich is like bologna and salami and pastrami. Bologna. Yeah. Frozen food day. Uh, Let's see. Navy Reserve's birthday. Peach blossom day. Simplify your life day tomorrow. Sock monkey day. And uh, World Wildlife Day tomorrow. A couple more here and we'll take a break. Academy Award ceremonies on the 4th. Courageous Follower Day. Daughter and Son's Day. Uh, hug a GI day. That's Sunday at church. Maybe you can just hug a few of our military men and women. Thank them for their service. International Scrapbooking Industry Day. Uh, Marching Music Day is on Sunday as well. Namesake Day. Grammar Day. Pound Cake Day. An old inauguration day. The fifth. Fun facts about names day. Uh, National Cheese Doodle Day. Multiple Personality Day. And World Tennis Day. The sixth. Dentist Day. Oreo cookie day, white chocolate cheesecake day. That sounds like a great day. And uh, town meeting day in Vermont. The 7th, Alexander Graham Bell day, cereal day, discover what your name means day, national be heard day, national cereal day, and crown roast or pork day is on the 7th. Just to name a few. A lot happening 
this month. The, the, the stack of possible things to celebrate this month is pretty thick, actually. So I want you to know what to celebrate. I'm glad you're with us today. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, a little more live till 5. we got all our regular suspects here today, all our usual segments. So stick around more live till 5. After this, it is episode 255 on this Friday, March 2nd here at KHMG. Be back after this short break. with a little more live till five this is episode 255 on this friday march 2nd i'm jared baldwin back after three weeks of traveling through the states i was able to listen to sebastian's show at least part of it and then i was able to listen to Lindsay's show the whole thing straight through live but i miss chris's show and you know it's lost to the ages we'll never know just how good it was Except the people that listen live. That's true. They know. And and you know what? That that fraternity right there should have a reunion. We were the live the live Chris episode two fifty three people. Yeah. Well, you also have the people that probably just recorded it as they listen live. I wonder if there's anyone out there. It could yeah. be. That's Wh- gonna be worth recorded it live. eBay gold. Please yeah. send it to us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Keep a copy for yourself in case it gets lost in the mail. Right. By the way, if, I know I already mentioned it and I kind of gushed over it, but Bonnie Dongan, if you ever need cookies made for like a birthday party or family reunion, a bar mitzvah, a Christmas gathering, maybe a graduation event, Bonnie Dongan is your lady to make the cookies because we just yeah. all enjoyed one of the best chocolate cookies I've ever had. A thin little amount of icing, heavily colored. Like is a bright bluish green and super tasty. They're on Facebook. Wonderfully colored. You can see oh yeah, them check on it out. Harvest Family Radio. Check us out on Facebook and look at the cookies that Bonnie made for us. Those cookies don't exist anymore. The cookies in the picture don't exist now. We still have a cookie for Lawrence and we have a cookie for Joe coming in later, but I don't know if they're going to make it that long. Lawrence no. is coming in a little late. Joe's not coming in until the second hour. We can just tell them they're all gone. Yeah, that's. <laughs> it not doesn't say have to what happened. One cookie per person. Right. We could each have, uh, you know, we could do a, there's two cookies left. So we can each get, uh, what would that be? One, let's see, there's two divided by three. <laughs> I could lock you guys outside the two room. Two thirds and have each. Both of them. We could each have two thirds. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> sure. Or no, that wouldn't be right. Three seconds. No, <laughs> two thirds. too complicated. You forgot to Sorry. carry the one. I'm just, I've, I've got a, a little bit of a sugar rush from these cookies Bonnie made for us. Thank you, Bonnie. Hopefully it didn't embarrass you too much by us mentioning your name and how good you are at baking cookies. And you can make cookies here anytime. Now, we've had a number of exquisite baked goods delivered to us on the radio show, including the one that started started it all, which was that amazing, what was that? What did she make? A German chocolate cake. German chocolate uh-huh. cake. Sebastian fell in love after that cake. <laughs> Now I'm His married. life was changed after that cake. 
<laughs> Seriously. And we enjoyed it quite a bit, too. You can look back through our Facebook page. Was that was it, an amazing picture Was it well. the cake that did it? The, I think <laughs> the cake just confirmed confirmed it was the icing, already knew icing deep. on the cake that it was the icing on the cake there you go <laughs> hopefully jessica's listening right now as well <laughs> so um anyway i don't know if the listeners ever check babylon b at all but babylon b is uh, an entertaining you know kind of it's 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 a satirical site right they have a good facebook following um i can't remember how many people they have following them but it's it's significant uh almost let's see Half a million people, all people that would also like Live Till Five, probably the exact same people, plus a few on it their side. Be, yeah. <laughs> so they had this one that just caught me off guard. It's just so funny, but this is like a theological inside joke. So uh, some of our listeners are going to think this is great and some aren't. But it shows this picture of a dog. See? It yes. shows a dog. Oh, and it yeah. says, Calvinist dog corrects owner. No one is a good boy. I just thought that was just great. We all are depraved wretches. Depraved, <laughs> depraved. And that's what he says. I am a depraved wretch. That's what the dog told his owner. I just thought that was so funny. There's who's, so many good ones on Babylon Bee. Who's a depraved wretch? <laughs> <laughs> I think my dog's a depraved wretch, for sure. Uh, it, you know, naughty is, doesn't even begin to describe. So anyway, and, you know, we already thanked everyone that uh, helped fill in. One to talk about a little segment that I started doing Really, we had a vacuum, uh, kind of a, a, a jigsaw piece hole in the show that was previously filled by Nicholas Brown when we would talk about like words or different idioms. And so then what we did is we went through this book of idioms for about a year and a half. But I completed that book, and then one of our faithful listeners, Helen Middlebrook, provided this book to us, Accidents May Happen, 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake by Charlotte Foltz Jones. And this is an interesting, it's a kid's book. It's like a, it's like one of those ones you get from scholastic book orders, you know, your kids bring those home. And uh, this one, this happy little accident, it's talking about nursery rhymes. I thought it was really interesting here. If parents today are concerned about too much violence, maybe they should stop teaching children nursery rhymes. Should children learn about the butcher's wife who cut off the tails of the blind mice? Or a baby who rocks in the cradle and the wind blows and the baby plunges to the ground? Many nursery rhymes, quote-unquote, were never intended for children, but children heard the rhymes and quickly learned them. Of course, they repeat what they hear adults say. Some nursery rhymes, although I can't imagine a bunch of soldiers soldiers standing around a fire saying nursery rhymes to each other. Just, you know, the mental image is almost too much for me. Uh, Some nursery rhymes began as folk songs or ballads sung in taverns that children should not have been there. Um, Some are based... On street games, others political events. Some were written to make fun of religious leaders or to gossip about kings and queens. Many of the rhymes use very bad language, but the words have been changed over the years, thankfully, for, yeah. this, for this segment. Uh, the word nursery was not even used in the rhymes until 1824, although many of them date back 500 years or more. For example, Humpty Dumpty. Mm-hmm. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. This is the poetry section of the show. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. So, here's the explanation. If Humpty Dumpty wasn't an imaginary egg when this rhyme was first made up, what or who was he? Well, it's believed that this rhyme was written to make fun of a nobleman who fell out of favor with the king. The king is believed to have been Richard III of England, who ruled in the 15th century. I think that's the guy that had the the bad back. I think that Richard III was the guy that... 
he was like a hunchback king and he was really bad anyway mm. i i digress <laughs> jack and jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water jack fell down and broke his crown and jill came tumbling after according to some sources there was no girl named Jill in the original version of this rhyme. The poem was about two boys, Jack and Gill. Oh. The boys were Cardinal Thomas Wolseley and Bishop Tarbes, who served England's King Henry VII. In 1518, Wolseley and Tarbes tried to settle a feud between France and the Holy Roman Empire. They failed. War broke out. Wolseley committed British troops to fight against France. And he raised taxes to pay for the war. The people res resented the tax. This poem mocked Cardinal Wolseley and Bishop Tarbes. Mm -hmm. There you go. Interesting. Jack and Gill changes the whole mental picture, doesn't it? Think about the houses in the states that have like, like I lived, I lived in a house that had a Jack and Jill bathroom. It's like mm -hmm. you know your son's bathrooms, bedrooms on one side, and daughter's bedrooms on the other, and they share a bathroom. Jack and Jill bathroom. Mm. We're going to start calling it Jack and Gill. Every time someone says, oh, this has Jack and Jill bathroom, I'll say, well, actually, actually. it was Jack and Gill. <laughs> actually. You don't want to be that person, the actually person. <laughs> I always think they're the smartest person in the room. Actually. Uh, little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his Christmas pie. He stuck in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, what a good boy am I. According to legend, little Jack Horner was not a little boy, but a man named Thomas Horner. Then why did they call him Little Jack? In the 1500s, Horner was sent by Abbot Richard Whiting to deliver a Christmas pie to English King Henry VIII. Hidden beneath the crust of the pie were the deeds of 12 manor houses. These deeds were a gift to Henry VIII to persuade him not to seize lands that belonged to the church. The story goes that during the journey, Horner reached into the pie and helped himself to a plum, the deed of Mel's Manor, which he kept for himself. Some sources say descendants of Thomas Horner still live in Mel's Manor, and his relatives insist that he purchased the deed from Abbott Whiting. Mm. Well, let's see here. Ring Around the Rosie. Now, I've heard a little bit about this one. Ring Around the Rosie, pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. That one seems morbid, even if you don't know what it's about. It doesn't even make sense. It sounds like an innocent game. No, it doesn't. Most small children learn the sing-song rhyme quickly and enjoy marching in a circle while they chant the words, but the rhyme did not originate. As a playtime activity for children, between 1664 and 1665, the Great Plague killed more than 70,000 people in London. This rhyme was about the Great Plague. The first line, Ring Around the Rosie, or Ring a Ring of Roses, describes the first symptom of the disease, a rosy rash ooh, that broke out on the victim's body. The second line, pocket full of posies, refers to the herbs or flowers people carried in their pockets. You know what? Just to digress for a second, referring oh, to previous oh shows, <laughs> if they just would have used thieves' oil, 70,000 people wouldn't have died. Probably have been more like six, 69,998. And then <laughs> the first two people would have realized, hey, we should have used thieves' oil. And then I'm just saying. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. And then it says, um, since ancient times, people had believed that the breath of evil demons produced bad smells and caused disease. To protect themselves, they carried sweet-smelling flowers or herbs or doTERRA essential oils. Anyway, uh, the third line, ashes, ashes, was originally uh, uh, referred to the victim's violent sneezing. Mm. So uh, can you mean achoo, achoo? And then the last line, we all fall down, tells the victim's collapse from the disease. 
death soon followed. What began as a street rhyme about one of the world's worst plagues became a children's song of happiness. See, I like how it ends in a happy ending, at least. Yeah. 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 So. Great. Yeah. And if they would have said pocket full of essential oils, it wouldn't have rhymed. Ring around the boils, pocket full of essential oils, ashes, ashes, we all fall down anyway. I mean, those diffusers probably weren't as common back then right. either. Where did they plug them in? And if you're walking around in a circle, it'd be hard because the unless you had a long electrical cord, it'd just be really hard. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just theorizing. You know, sometimes we talk about science here, and uh, this is one of those times. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back few stranger than fiction stories we're gonna move the this day in history to the second hour along with what's in my coffee when the fellas come up as well as sebastian's quiz and talking about the topic of the day diners diners yes you know this is one of your favorite topics on the planet so stick around more live till five after this short break Live till five, episode two hundred fifty-five. Apparently, we have a lot of people listening. The uh, my WhatsApp is literally on fire right now. Literally? Well, literally wow. in a figurative way. Oh, they're lighting it up. I'm sure it's all good comments. I didn't have time to scroll through all of them. I kind of got the basic gist. There were some emojis in there, and um, some comments about specific things we said. That uh, what do you mean we? <laughs> you were here, <laughs> I and I had your microphone anything. on. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so some people might be wondering, why in the world, what, I mean, why in the world would you make the topic of the show diners? And I must say that some of the best moments of my life have happened inside diners, in those vinyl naugahyde booths with the tufted, padded back, and like some... Close to the same color, but not exactly the same color duct tape to cover the rips yeah, and tears. Yeah, And uh, the Formica table uh, tabletop and uh, with a little bit of stickiness from the artificial syrup. Some of the best memories. Okay, so first off, my grandparents, before I was born, my grandparents owned a diner. My grandfather, Elmer Rose, okay. they had a, a diner on a very strategic location. Now it'd be worth millions of dollars for the property. And it was a crossroads for two highways coming out of Kansas City. And my grandfather, old tough World War II vet, heavy machine operator, started this diner, Rose's Diner. My grandmother, Rosemary Rose, uh, was his main wait staff. And he would uh, give her a very hard time, apparently. And one day she took the apron off and quit. And he subsequently had to close the diner because he couldn't find anyone else. Wow. To work, work to put on. up with them, huh? mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, uh, over time they would cook diner food for us growing up all the time. So my favorite genre of food is diner food, if that is a genre. Indeed, I'm not sure, but we yeah. don't ha- we don't have much ethnic 
You it know. is because there there have been programs where they've talked about basically uh, going uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yes. Have you ever heard of that yes. one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matter yeah. of fact, you can get like different apps on your phone yeah. and, and look up where, where what diners have been reviewed by that. We we had one in New Hampshire called the Red Arrow Inn. It was, it was like that. I mean, in the U.S., people know what you're talking about when right. you say diner food. So So I will get into diner food in the second hour. We had a number of, they're kind of home-style restaurants. They were usually called diners because uh, it, it was a smaller business. It was uh, a certain kind of menu that had a certain type of home-style food. And um, we had a Shoney's right down on the corner by my house. So we would go to Shoney's. In some regions of America, it was called High Boy or Big Boy or Shoney's. So it depended on where yeah. in the country you were, but it was all the same place. So we'd go there. That, that was kind of like a commercialized diner. And then we had a bunch of small diners. But when I was a kid, my parents would take me to Shoney's. And um, my parents, uh, this might be why I have a radio show today, actually, now I think about it. So I've been bitter up until this moment. Now I'm kind of thankful. Uh, they would have me go from table to table singing. Really? For French fries. Serious. Like you I would sing Glenn you, Campbell songs, like Rhinestone Cowboy, from table Wichita to table. Wichita Lineman? You ever do that Yeah, one? yeah. Okay. Yep, I'm still on the line. Yeah, yeah. I still remember that, yeah. But it, usually it was <laughs> Rhinestone Cowboy, which yes. I thought it said getting cards and lettuce from people I don't even know. I didn't realize till I was a teenager, yeah. cards and letters. Letters, people, I don't know. yeah, cards but and lettuce. But would, I would go table to table, <laughs> and I would ask them, are you going to eat those fries? And they'd say, well, yeah. I'd say, well, I'll sing you a song. Then I'd sing Rhinestone Cowboy or the Mickey Mouse Club song, and they would give me French fries. What? Yes, they would this let is me a do this. Story. Yes, so that was my initial exposure to diners, and then I've just had so many great experiences at diners. When Lawrence comes up here, we're going to talk about perhaps the greatest diner on the planet, and it's right where you guys are from, where you guys were at in Wisconsin, <laughs> the Pine Cone. So I'm, I'm not yeah, going to say much. There? Yeah, I, I was, yeah. The Pine Cone. I, I mean. It might have been the best Valentine's dinner I've ever had. Me and Lawrence. You and Lawrence. Yep, uh, at the Pine no. Cone. Your wife regrets that comment. No, she knows. She oh. knows. Me. She knows. Me. <laughs> it was it was amazing. It was amazing. We we really uh so anyway, we'll talk about diners and just in general. You know, in the states they have a chain of diners called Waffle House. Yes. And the thing about Waffle House is at least you know what to expect. Yeah. Every Waffle House you go to is standardized the same. That's something about diners that if it's a chain diner, like Waffle House, yeah. Cracker Barrel is kind of a country version of a diner. Denny's. Denny's is a diner. Now, there are in the States, there's a, a, a branch of Denny's called Denny's Diners, which is like a smaller oh. version, more like, um, you know, 1950s, 60s, chrome and hot rods and stuff like that. But Now, is Shirley's a diner? Shirley's, it's a coffee shop, it says on the sign. It Shirley's would be it's like the Guam of version diner. of a Shoney's. Yeah, it's a yeah. place. Kings would be kind of like that too. You go and you can get home style food. You can get breakfast twenty four hours a day. That, yes. I think that's a that's one of the things that makes a diner a diner. So, for those of you that love diners, you're gonna love this show because that's what I'm gonna talk about the second hour. I have some Waffle House stats. I have where did Denny's get its name? I have the best diners in America according to Southern Living. Which, if you were gonna Look for a reliable source of peer-reviewed material. Southern Living Magazine would probably be your best one for diners. Peer-reviewed? Peer-reviewed. Wow. Yeah, I'm working on a master's <laughs> degree. It has to be peer-reviewed, yeah. everything. So anyway, that's why 
we're talking about diners today. So I just wanted people to know why we picked that topic. Uh, so anyway, let me let me just talk about a few Stranger Than Fiction stories here as we round out the hour. These are from World Magazine Dispatches Quick Takes. Let's see here. Oh, there's a great article about um, child development has a useful tip for making six-year-olds more productive. Dress them up as Batman. According to a study in the Academic Journal, September-October issue, I guess the Academic Journal, okay, uh, researchers found that young children worked harder when dressed up as superheroes like Batman or popular children's entertainment icons like Dora the Explorer or Bob the Builder. In the experiment, children between the ages of four and six years old were given repetitive tasks to accomplish along with the option of taking a break to play games on an iPad. Those who imagined themselves as popular fictional characters performed more work and took fewer breaks to play. So if you really want to get your kids to do stuff, have them dress up like superheroes. Go and buy an old Halloween costume. Hey, would Spider-Man like to clean the bathroom? Uh, I could see that. <laughs> well, let's see here. Extra credit. Nothing would get in the way of Nazia Thomas's schoolwork, not even childbirth. The Kansas City College student and expectant mother faced a dilemma while studying for finals at Johnson County Community College this December. Thomas, a sophomore, had been aiming to finish her final psychology paper early so she could then focus on motherhood. But she went into labor and had to be admitted into the hospital before getting a chance to finish the coursework. So Thomas, while prepping to give birth, finished writing the paper on her laptop while sitting in a hospital bed on December 11th. She gave birth to a son the next day. I mean, you know, you've got to do something in between time. It's true. It's I true. mean, sometimes you... I mean, I know uh, uh, the TV has been turned on, you yes. know, during yep. sessions like that. So I guess writing a paper isn't sure. Sure. out of this world crazy. It's, it's probably one of the few times in your college experience where writing a paper is the least painful thing you're doing at the moment. That's true. I mean, the paper That's seems true. like ambrosia compared to... Oh, no, ambrosia again. Here we <laughs> compared go. Compared to childbirth. <laughs> My wife yesterday, she's like, do you even know what ambrosia is? I said, yes, it's like whipped cream with like chopped fruits in it and stuff. But it also doubles as a word for anything that's good that you just can't describe with another another phrase. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see here. I got another one here. Um, oh, when I was in Wisconsin, by the way, so I got to the States a little over three weeks ago, and it was 25 degrees, I think, when I landed in Kansas City. So I went straight to Kohl's, uh, not a sponsor of this show, and got a fleece pullover <laughs> and a uh, down-filled vest. And that pretty much kept me warm. I had a heavy jacket, but... And then the temperature started dropping and dropping. Then I went up to Milwaukee. I picked yeah. up Lawrence at the airport. It was 18 degrees. By the time we got to Watertown, it was 5 degrees. The next morning, negative 5. Yeah. And we were both complaining so bad. So, but while I was in Milwaukee, I got there one night early. I was going to meet with this, this contact for some radio stuff that, you know, and uh, it snowed 5 inches overnight. Yeah. So when I wanted to go to church the next day... Um, I went out, and the car, now they had done an initial quick plowing of the parking lot there at the hotel I was staying at, and so the car had a huge snow mound all yeah. around it, and five inches of snow on top of it, and I had my Guam clothes and my Guam shoes on and stuff like that, so I was just like, I am not prepared for this. Dropped my phone in the snow, had to dig around for that. Anyway, complaining, but th it, this story made me think of it. Frustrated by the snow plows leaving a snow drift in your driveway? 
Police in Lowell, Michigan say they understand. But at the same time, they're urging residents not to challenge the snowplows in the street. In a graphic Facebook post December 18th, the town police department insisted that any resident who jumped out in front of snowplows to complain has a death wish. 26,000 pounds of metal and salt does not stop on a dime, the post read. If the truck doesn't crush you and kill you instantly, the blade will dismember your body. The Lowell police... I didn't realize they were going to, like, actually say the the graphic post. But anyway, the Lowell Police Department (laughs) apologized for the gory detail in the same post. So anyway, trying to get people not to uh, risk their lives just because they don't like that amount of snow. Like I experienced, I could see it. I could see you getting so upset that you might risk your life over that. So... Uh, we have about three minutes till the top of the hour. I got I got stories like this for days, but we're gonna we're gonna take a break here in a minute for the top of the hour news. I want to ask Sebastian, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, you know, I'm gonna go down to Aspen Beach tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah hang out the, with the Homeshers. Hang out with the Homeshers. I hear they're making steaks and shrimp for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. No, they're I mean, not doing that. Steaks, Matter of fact, the look on FG's face was the same look that I used to enjoy every time I razzed him like that. <laughs> When I announced to the whole church last night that FG was providing steak and shrimp and shoulder rubs for everyone that comes yeah. to uh, Aston Park, he he was uh, shocked to say the least. Yeah. So, but you're going down there. Yeah, I'll go hang out for a little bit. My wife's yeah. going to be kind of out uh, with, you know, celebrating a birthday. So Great. I'll be at the. I'll just go Great. hang out there. There you go. All right. Awesome, Chris. What are you doing this weekend? You know, I think I might just try to get some rest. Um, it's a, been a long couple of weeks, and uh, there's a lot, just a lot of stuff to do, a lot of stuff for the radio station. Been in here every evening and everything. So yeah, and we I'm have missions conference this week, so it's been yeah early morning oh, yeah, to late true. at night. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. So I've been coming here after missions conference and working on just some stuff that we had to get done this week. And so I don't think I'm going to do anything. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. As much as possible. Well, and let me put in just a quick plug for the missions conference tonight. If you're looking for something to do, you want to hear some great preaching, Dr. Steve Pettit, president of Bob Jones University and traveling evangelist, uh, will be here preaching. The theme is missions. It's a great, great opportunity to come, uh, bring your family. We have a children's program happening at the same time. We have one of our guest missionaries, Jared and Nozomi Vanning, are going to be sharing uh, their work in Japan, their burden for Japan as missionaries. Steve will be preaching. It's usually wrapped up before 8.30 p.m. Some great music to to also participate in, and uh, it'll be really a great time. We have cafeteria open uh, this afternoon at from 5 to 6.30, I think it is. 5.30, I think it is. 5.30, 6.30. And then the coffee shop's actually open tonight from five to or uh, 6 to 6.45, I believe it is. And so you can go by the coffee shop and get a little treat before you go in to the service. It'll be really great. So I encourage you to come to that. That's where we'll be. That's why we're all a little tired because Wednesday night, Thursday night, and tonight, yeah, it's just a long day. And some of us don't go home or go home yeah. for so little and then come right back. So yeah. Sunday is also the continuation of our missions conference. And I just want to mention that as well because it's a great opportunity to come and enjoy some great preaching Sunday morning during our Adult Bible Fellowship Hour, the 9.30 to 10.15 hour. We have multiple classes. So some of our missionary guests are going to be hosting different classes and talking about what God's doing with them specifically so if you'd like to get to know them a little bit, hear a little bit about their ministries, you can do that. Sunday evening is our international banquet. We dress in our cultural ethnic garb, if we have it, 
If not, we dress like some other culture, and then we bring food. If we have a food that's like specifically special to us, we bring that, and it's it's a potluck dinner, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's Sunday evening at five o'clock, I believe, uh, over in the Family Life Center. Be a great time. Doesn't cost anything. Just bring some food to share and dress up if you like. I think you'll really enjoy that. I invite everyone listening to the show to come to that. So we're going to take a short break for the news and just all the top of the hour stuff. Guys, you'll be back second hour, right? Sure. Awesome. Sebastian, you'll be back too, right? Okay. We have a quiz coming and we have Lawrence Nagas coming with This Day in History. We're going to talk about diners profusely and uh, our favorite essential oils, which is mostly monosaturated. So you are listening to Live Till 5 here on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Barragata, Guam. It is Friday, March 2nd, episode 255. Thanks for listening to the first hour. Second hour is coming up right after this short break. with a little more Live Till 5, episode 255 on this Friday, March 2nd. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Glad to have you with us, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5, our live local talk and variety program every Friday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m., right here on 88.1 KHMG Barragata, Guam. You can always catch us on the rebound, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. If you ever miss part of the show, which most people do, or you just want to listen to it three times, you get three opportunities. You can tune in online, khmg.org. We have a listen live button. That's how I listened when I was traveling last week during Lindsay's show. When it was Lindsay Till 5 last week, she did an awesome job with Marie and Bonnie and Leah and Holly and Jackie. And uh, it was a great show. I listened through the khmg.org link. Just click on listen. It's so simple. You can do it with your smartphone, which is what I did on the hotel Wi-Fi. Came through crystal clear. Thoroughly enjoyed it. They even had some live music on here last week, and that's, that's unusual. That's unusual. But you know what? When I asked Lindsay to host the show, I knew we'd probably get some unusual in there. And so it worked out exactly as planned worked out great and chris was here last week as well sebastian you had the week off last week uh yeah i was doing a film shoot oh yeah yeah but you didn't have to be on the show you know i mean i was show. i was willing but you it sounded around. like they had it taken care they, of they so, yeah uh, they had a full house right chris yeah we had more people in here than uh we usually do yeah the studio became like a clown car <laughs> I, I, just people I, were just like tumbling out of here that's not how i would have described it but I, it's proverbial. It's it's proverbial. Uh, yeah, proverbial yes. clown. The yes. proverbial clown car. He wasn't right, but it indicates clowns. it indicates that the people in the car are clowns. No, no I was more referring. No, it's, no. A, it's like more like a parable. It just has one like one point. Yeah, yeah, it's more like a parable. It's not an analogy. No, because it's not every no. single element has a parallel. It's more of a parable. It's just one earthly meaning for a big heavenly story, or maybe it's the other <laughs> way around. 
I, I would have said we had a virtual cornucopia. A virtual cornucopia. <laughs> a, a, a plethora of people in here. Right. A plethora. That of too. Yes. And uh, I'm I'm glad for it. It's great. And uh, I was I was trying to, you know, give my two cents throughout the show by sending little encouraging messages to Lindsay and Marie. And <laughs> I Chris. had 32 text messages when I got done. <laughs> yeah, 32. The, those were mostly from me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and those are just the ones I included you in on. Then I was sending some straight to uh, Marie and Lindsay just to yes. try and uh, you know throw them off here and there, just to you know playfully kind of messing with them. Sure. As I'm sure they would do with anyone else that's hosting a show like that. So, you know, sure but I enjoyed would. all the different segments. Holly Novak, she knows her history. Right. And uh, Leah Bear, she knows, what was she up here for? I can't remember. Quiz. The quiz. She replaced me. She, yes, she, she replaced her. you. What was she here for? I, I, think, I think when <laughs> Leah Bear came on and they said she was doing the quiz, I texted Marie and Lindsay that Leah Bear is Sebastian's opposite in every possible way. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You know, you're tall. She's not very tall. Yeah. You know, you have a beard. She doesn't. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Kind of go down the yeah. list. These are that's the extremes. Go down the list. Yes. You know, in almost every possible way, you guys are opposites. So, but last week was like one of those crazy, fun, wild two-hour romps on the radio that were just so, you know, so fun. Don't we normally do that, though, every week? We do, but, yeah. you know, it sometimes <laughs> it just needs a different... Just a different touch, different flavor. I mean, it sounded like a different show from the perspective of just the the sound of the show. Yes, that is was true. totally different. That is true. Yeah. Matter of fact, they used uh, uh, this song here, which as soon as I heard this, they opened with this song, and uh, I was like, "Oh, the Golden Girls song, perfect." And then I heard that one of the uh, wing people offered to sing it, and you're like, "No, nah, no, not necessary." <laughs> So that's I just thought that was that was very classy though that they thought of a, and they got a little ukulele version of it which I thought was super yeah. cool. So, and then from what I've heard, Lindsay's not really interested in hosting again. But the hard part is now she's, you know, like endeared herself to a large part of the listening audience, and our our ratings with the ladies have gone way up. Right. And so plus people from Pittsburgh, there's a lot more people from Pittsburgh listening as well. So. From Pittsburgh? You know. Is she from Pittsburgh? She's she? from Pittsburgh. Wow, then. So we hey. have a lot of Steelers fans listening now as well. Wow. And uh, a lot That's of great. blue-collar people that work on the slag heaps. Yes. Well, we want to <laughs> share the fans. Get it? Steeler. Oh, yeah, Steeler. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't get that at first, but I got it now, and that was funny. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it was, it was great. Thank you. I go on and on about that, but I really am grateful because while I was gone, you know, people covered for me. Chris covered. Sebastian covered. Lindsay covered so and I will ask each of them to do it again I am sure including Lindsay even though she protests let me just talk about a couple things while we're waiting for Lawrence to get up here he should be up here in the next five minutes we'll take a break and then we'll do this day in history and do our little quiz and enjoy those drinks that are staring at us right now from the hub so I read an interesting stat infographics I, I love infographics when they're accurate of course uh, and it's on pastor's spouses. Now, the pastor's spouse that I know the best demands that I do not mention them on the show. Right. So I'm not. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to. Uh, but this is, this is just an interesting. So if that pastor's spouse that I do know very well is listening, they might or might not be interested in this infographic. I might take this and deliver this to them in person. 
just in case they're practicing their normal Friday routine of not turning on the radio. Yeah. You know where they live, at least. I do know where yeah. they live. Yeah. Very close to last week's host, actually, next right. door. Okay, so this is what it says, Christianity Today. This is a very interesting little infographic. It says, being a pastor's spouse is good for faith, but bad for friendship, according to a LifeWay research survey of 720 spouses of Protestant pastors. The vast majority were women married to full-time ministers, two-thirds for at least uh, 20 years. They feel their own personal call to ministry, enjoy their work. Here's a sampling of more than 100 questions they answered. So just a few samples here. So how the pastor's spouses feel about their church. Spouse not prepared for everything experienced at church. 45% say yes. The church uh, we serve takes good care of us. 85% of pastor spouses feel like their church takes good care of them. Church members have resisted their spouse's leadership. So the pastors or ministers leadership 72 percent of the spouses say yep that has happened church uh compensation isn't enough to support the family 60 percent say yes it's kind of interesting because 85 percent say they do take good care of them but 60 percent say not quite enough to survive on so maybe it's all the church can possibly give but maybe it's not enough to live in that area without having to be maybe bivocational yeah. or something uh, don't confide in people at church because of past betrayals. Ooh, 50%. Painful. Uh, church often offers perks for families, like tuition or travel. 36% of churches offer that. People surveyed here. Church commitment uh, commitments uh, limit family time. 59% do say that happens. Children often uh, don't want to attend church. 24% of spouses say that that has happened at one time or another. 25% say the congregation has a right to know what goes on in their family. So 75% like to keep their family life separate from their ministry life, keep it a little more private. Uh, in marriage, the spouse plans quality time with the spouse more than once a week. 30% of spouses say that's true. Uh, sadly, here it goes, uh, spouse gives more attention to the church than to their needs. 37% say that's true. That's, that's something that uh, pastors need to make sure they focus on. And finally, congregation expects them to have a model marriage, 86%, which I would say that is true. I mean, the, the church, is you're not expected to be perfect, but, you know, you are trying to model biblical behavior. So anyway, interesting stats, 700 people surveyed all different Protestant denominations. Um, it's interesting that they published a stat on Billy Graham. This is about two weeks before two or three weeks before he passed away here. Billy Graham at 99. 54% of evangelicals and churchgoer, Protestant churchgoers uh, that were surveyed from LifeWay Research, 54% said they've watched a Billy Graham sermon on television. 23% say they listened to one of his sermons on the radio. 19% said they've read one of his books. 18% say they read one of his newspaper columns. They used to carry his newspaper column here on Guam in the hmm. PDN. 14% have attended one of his crusades, and 10% say they've watched one of his sermons online. So interesting that since this was written and the survey was taken, he's passed away now. Hmm. Well, let's see here. Two more interesting articles from Christianity Today, then we'll take a break and then come back to all of our segments here. This one caught my attention. Um, the January-February 2018 uh, issue of Christianity Today has this article called New Laws Make Christians Miss Hindu Kingdom in Nepal here. So 10 years ago, Hindu-majority Nepal declared itself a secular state. Two years ago, a new constitution was approved that proclaimed, no one shall attempt to change or convert someone from one religion to another. 
In October, Nepal outlawed religious conversion and blasphemy. The new law stems from the concerns raised last year when courts dropped charges against Christians accused of evangelizing students after a devastating earthquake in Kathmandu. The law the law's punishment, up to five years in prison and $500, is worse than living under the official Hindu kingdom years ago, according to some of the local Christian leaders. It's kind of sad. So after opportunity to get in there and minister to people, um, now Christianity is actually under more persecution. Uh, any type of conversion to any other religion, but Christianity would probably be, because of evan- evangelization, that would probably be mostly proselytizing yeah, Christians. U.S. skips the U.N., to aid Christians persecuted by ISIS. I thought this was interesting. The Trump administration says the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, will now give aid directly to persecuted Christians in the Middle East. Quote, We will no longer rely on the United Nations alone to assist persecuted Christians and minorities in the wake of the genocide and the atrocities of terrorist groups, end quote, announced Vice President Mike Pence. Instead, USAID will work with faith-based and private organizations. Religious freedom experts, including former Representative Frank Wolf and Center for Religious Freedom Director Nina Shea, welcomed the news, as did some Arab Christian leaders. However, others worry it may spark even more extremist anger. Hmm. Interesting. Just some interesting things in the news about Christianity, some interesting survey results there. What we're going to do is we are going to take a short break, and when we come back... This day in history, what's in my coffee? A quiz by Sebastian and talking about diners, America's favorite food. Stick around more live till five after this short break. With a little more live till five, I'm your host Jared Baldwin here in the studio, enjoying a little fellowship with my my brothers in arms uh, here on the radio. Glad to have you with us today. Joe Sarney is joining us. You might hear a little ringing yes. in the background. That's us trying to do a speakerphone call to Lawrence Nagas to see where he's at. So let's let's see here if uh, Lawrence is anywhere nearby for our listening audience. We'll just see. Maybe if you're working near Lawrence or you're you're somewhere near him, Lawrence. Hey, I'm on my way. Okay, where, where are you at right now? Uh, I'm in the parking lot. Okay, all right. Just rush on up here. We we actually have you live on speakerphone on the air. Oh, excellent. All right, great. <laughs> okay, awesome. We'll see you in a minute. Okay, that's great. Wow. Hey, that worked better that than was, I thought. That was fun. I'm glad wow. he didn't like answer the phone in some gruff tone. What do you want? We, we don't need gruff tones on, on the air. Am I right? So, uh, Joe. What's been working on video-wise lately? Uh, missions conference, open house, and uh, Sebastian helped me here. I didn't have to worry about the drama videos. Oh so yeah! Oh Sebastian. yeah! Well, that was all the students. Um, that was student involvement. Student-led. Oh, student yeah. yeah. So what? So the open house videos. I've seen a couple different ones pop up uh, recently. 
So um, different parent interviews. Mm-hmm. Were you editing those and getting those ready for yeah, publishing? Yeah, thankfully a lot of those we filmed a while ago. Mm-hmm. So it was merely just uh, some of them already had edited mm-hmm. um, and others I just had to touch up a little bit. But uh, yeah, we're, there's four altogether, two alumni and two HCA parents. Awesome. So. Great. And where can they watch those? On the HCA website? Website and the Facebook page. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So Harvest Christian Academy on Facebook and Harvest Christian Academy on the web. Just type Harvest Christian Academy Guam in Google and you'll see all the different places you can go with that. So Mm -hmm. no one actually writes down web addresses. HCA Guam. There you go. That's our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Instagram. We just got an Instagram account for the account. Was that a subtle plug? That's yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, the benefit of having a nonprofit radio station, which Chris knows, is is the benefit of shameless self promotion, right, Chris? Sometimes it's not even shameless. It's, it's no, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> it does, I am I'm, the best. Uh, it's <laughs> shame. It doesn't Some, have to be shameful. No, sometimes it's shameful. It could be shameful. <laughs> right, it could be shameful. Right, it's just, uh, Little little bit of shame. Never hurt anyone, as they know. say in Minnesota. Um, okay, so <laughs> and uh, so we do have open house coming up this week. People can check out some of the testimonies of Harvest parents and Harvest alumni at HCA Guam. Is the mm-hmm. you said you can yep. just type just that in, you're gonna find that it. Yeah. And find it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. I, I watched some of the videos; they're really excellent. Plus the video you did with the Kais a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was really a good yep. one too. That one's on our website. Um, we're going to post it on Facebook Monday morning. Excellent. So we're trying to do a campaign. Sure. Right now we have three of the four posted on Facebook. Yeah. But uh, if you don't want to wait till Monday morning to see theirs, just go, to the go website. on our website. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. And uh, Sebastian, while Lawrence is running up here to the studio, uh, how did that video project go with the students? Oh, it went great. Like I, A lot of them hadn't really been on like a, a film shoot. You know, this was like a... A first time for them and you know they got to hold the boom pole that's like a big symbol of like a film shoot <laughs> someone holding the boom pole sure the one kid felt like he was holding a, a fishing rod <laughs> a oh yeah <laughs> but, oh uh, boy but yeah i mean it was just so great i had tons of kids that wanted to hop in and just wanted to help out and uh sometimes a little too many uh, there was too many actors at first and i was like i don't know what to do with you all but um thankfully i had the assistant director come up and also help me guide it so this was a commercial to promote the upcoming harvest christian academy play yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it was kind of, I we shot this in an hour and a half, but um, yeah, it was to help promote the, the play, and it was kind of its own little short story, kind of drawing from the influences of the classic Get Smart oh, uh, yeah. show. Sure, so. but it have some of the actors from the play itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, the main actor. Um, Excellent. And then some of, the, some of the actors in the play played as, like, side people, so... Nice, nice. And look who's joined us, none other but Lawrence Nangas, who's also been gone on a distant journey for three weeks and just got back. My roomie, my pal, my, my uh, <laughs> diner diner buddy, uh, Lawrence Nangas. Have you Nangast. started that conversation yet? We, we have already alerted the listeners that this might be their favorite two hours of radio ever by making that the topic, diner topic today. So I've already kind of given a preview. And, I'm excited. And I mentioned... The best place ever, but we really haven't described it. Why it's okay. so good? We're gonna we're gonna save oh, that because I know I know. I already so, have the walk walk through play by play in I'm, my mind. Oh, so. oh, don't even. It's we need we need to pace ourselves here. <laughs> yes, First, let's talk about the wonderful delectable treats we have in front of us, which are provided by the Hub Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, and all kinds of gifts and memorabilia. 
paraphernalia and clothing nailia, uh, all kinds of cool stuff down there. You, you'll really like it. I go there every day to the hub, and you should too. Now, we play this little game called What's My Coffee, where they provide us with drinks, but they don't tell us what's in them. It's our responsibility to help you in the theater of your mind understand what we're drinking. We'll start with Joe. Joe, why don't you describe... It's, oh, yeah, we lost the... Uh, we'll figure it out. We lost the numbers because they were on the sleeves, and the sleeves fell off, and so we don't know. But we'll be able to tell by the description. Joe, what does your drink taste like? It is a iced blended drink. I taste some chocolate and definitely coffee in there. Um, chocolate? Yeah, it has whipped cream on top? Whipped cream on top. It's really good. Chocolate, coffee, and whipped cream. Yeah. That sounds like a fun day right is that, there. Is that a mocha when it's chocolate and coffee? But Lawrence, what would you think that is just by looking at it and, and your sense? <laughs> and your you, said, sense. you said it was coffee and chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else besides those two things? It probably is, but my taste buds are like... It could like be a Kona mocha. Like it could a, be a Kona mocha. It could yeah. be a black and white if it's extremely sweet. For our listeners, if you're not familiar with this game... in there. But you're familiar with agriculture, <laughs> and, and you've ever seen those um, pet swine that can uh, sniff for truffles three feet underground. <laughs> Lawrence is like that with coffee drinks. <laughs> he's got. Oh, he's just swine. got. He's got the, never been called something he's, better. He's got the the pet swine uh, truffle sniffing uh, ability for coffee drinks, though. So it's it translates over very well. Yeah, good it could be the Kona mocha. That's a good. That's yep. a good observation there. By the way, that cookie you're eating there, Lawrence and yeah, Joe, those from? are from Bonnie Dongan. But this is really, an amazing really cookie, sweet. right? It is very delicious. Superior did you cookie. have it? Did you I have ate some? one. Yes, I did. They're very good. I yeah, we did it. our way in this morning. We had so way we're in today. All so like... we, got, we got a full two weeks. Oh, boy. Yeah. Did you appreciate the art? It was beautiful art. Yeah, I like beautiful cute. art. <laughs> it looks like a Gengar. Cute. From Pokemon. Yeah. Okay, Sebastian, what does yours taste like? I, I, I want to say like calamansi. Okay. But I don't know because they I know they've been out of calamansi for a while. Okay. Um, that could be the trick. It, it is a clear cup, and it has ice in it, and it has a yellow liquid. I bet it's a, a kiwi lime fruit splash. Could be. Could be. I, I'm telling you. He's like a pro. Listen to uh, uh, Truffle Snout over After, here. He knows. <laughs> he knows. That's also a good name. <laughs> After called. reviewing the play, I'm going to go with the uh, kiwi lime. That it may not be green <laughs> enough. But. Yeah. Okay. Or it could be the glorious return of Calamansi. Yep. It could it, it could be the comeback. Yeah. Okay, Lawrence. Uh, now everything probably tastes like chocolate and icing right now. But what does your drink? This taste one's like? cutting through it pretty good. Okay. Uh, this is like this is what you'd want on a fall day in Tokyo. Okay. I can see green. This is this is a green tea matcha. Okay. Hot. Um. Well, warm now. But yeah. <laughs> very very delicious. And uh, one of my favorite drinks back when I first came to Guam, they used to have a blueberry matcha. Oh yeah, and it was really good. And what then they happened ran to out that? of it, and they like the company discontinued it, and I don't think we've been able to find the powder ever since. Really? But uh, that was a really, really tasty drink. And this one is pretty much that without the blueberry. Yeah. But this is this is something I would get if I were on a, a senior trip and it was chilly. Yes. Uh, up there to Tokyo, this would be the perfect. That's a realistic situation. It is. I've been there. Nice. I either grab a stick of Kobe beef. Grilled on the corner nice. or green tea matcha. There you go. And drink it while you're getting your feet uh, uh, sucked on by those little fish. That was in Thailand. Yes. But I think they might have it. They, I did it in well. Tokyo with oh. Dan Matsumoto. It was great. It's like they're, be- uh, well, that's a different, they're feeding. That's a yeah. different radio yeah. show. Yeah, okay. Uh, and Chris. Next week. Chris, what is yours? <laughs> this is a uh, cold drink, but it's a coffee drink. Perhaps a uh, a latte. Okay. A cold. Okay. 
Yep. Maybe a iced vanilla. latte. Yep. Mm. Iced latte. Yep. Iced vanilla latte. Yep. That looks like it. Could be, could be caramel. Could mm. be caramel, caramel, or caramel. Could be any mm-hmm. one of those. I've heard it each way. Yeah. Heard okay. It both ways. Sounds like a brand um, name. Mine is purple. No joke. Isn't it purple, guys, mm-hmm. or is it my imagination? I could yeah. be just having so All much icing purple. that yeah. everything's looking kind of blue it's right now. Lavender. Desaturated. Um, but yeah, so it is a purplish white. It has an Earl Grey tea bag steeping in it, but it's iced, milky, tasty. I think it's a some kind of taro, iced taro London latte. Fog? No, it's not oh, a it's London a fog. No, because, yeah, it's purple. So it has tea, Earl Grey tea, but it's also purple. Yeah. How did that? How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know either. Let's. You know. Now I'm so curious. I just got to read, see what it is maybe for those playing milk. along at home. Uh, maybe it came from purple cow. Someone had a Java chip with espresso. Who had the number uh, one drink? That's, that's yours, Joe. Joe, Java mine? chip with ex- with uh, espresso. Do you not taste the chips in there? Is there little chunks? pieces of chocolate? They're at the top, I think. I just think they're oh, not all sprinkle. the way down in the drink. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You can see okay. the residue. Yes. Okay, and. Uh, Sebastian, you have passion fruit and calamansi fruit splash. Oh, Calamansi's oh, back. back. Yay. The, the announcement. Passion fruit is one of those things. It's just hard to, it's hard to, yeah, to exactly. put your finger like, on it. I feel like I've tasted this before. And you feel silly if you say it's passion fruit and it's not passion fruit. People are like, oh, you said passion you fruit. You said passion fruit. Unnecessarily. <laughs> Unnecessarily passion fruit. <laughs> Chris has a caramel iced coffee. Uh, caramel iced coffee. Caramel. You nailed it. I have a taro and Earl Grey tea. It's, it's, it's exactly like a Tarot London Fog. It's a Tarot London Fog. It is exactly that. And uh, you have the Matcha Latte Hot. So there you go. Matcha Latte. They're really on their game down there. Excellent. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you know, you should go buy very see. different drinks today. Yeah, he told me he was going to spoil us today. Yeah, this and is I think spoiler. he did. Plus chocolate monster cookies? Oh, boy. Mm. Again, for all your cookie baking needs, call Bonnie Dongan at eight 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 seven three. No, I'm just kidding. Um, now, Sebastian, he is he has put some work into uh, preparing a little quiz for us, and of course, I've missed this the last three weeks. Last yeah, week, remember, Leah Bear filled in. I remember having uh, the game played. What's in my quiz? Yes. yes. Three weeks ago. That was oh. so epic. Lawrence and I were listening. Where were we at? We're, we were on the car oh, driving right. from Buffalo Wild Wings to our room <laughs> yeah, on Maranatha campus. Yep. Yep. We were right outside Milwaukee. We stopped we at Buffalo in the Wild car Wings. Yep. Both times extra long just to yep. listen. Just to hear it. Like just you might be the music. Was great. The music, right? It was yeah. like the what's in my coffee music, but then I like cut it. Boom. Yes. What's my quiz? Yeah, oh, you, you threw us you threw us for a crazy Ivan. Everybody <laughs> fell back crazy from the Ivan. Table and okay. <laughs> so what's up with the quiz today? Sebastian? Oh, it's a sling hash quiz. Okay, because the theme oh, is diner. Diner. So um, we'll start with Joe, and these are these. What this quiz is about is terms that would be used in a ti- diner to kind of summarize uh, some someone's order. Mm. Joe, have you ever been to Joe's Diner right next to Merrimack Valley Baptist Church I have in Merrimack, not. New Hampshire? I've heard of it though. <laughs> it's like a '50s diner. Anyway, continue. Well, all right. Well, we'll we'll start with Joe and go all the way around. Um, so uh, you'll probably learn something in this quiz. I, I had a lot of fun going through this. Question one. What did the expression axle grease stand for? Butter, peanut butter, black coffee, or black tea? Black coffee. I would say black coffee as well. It's a trifecta of black coffee. My decision is whether give everybody a point or not. I guess I'll go black coffee. 
Well, there you go. Be selfish. None of you got a point because all of you are wrong. It's what? butter. Butter? Really? Yeah. Huh. grease. If huh. you were asking for butter to be huh. on the toast, the waitress might have ordered, well done dough with covering cow. Wow. <laughs> they have their own language there. Wow. <laughs> I think okay. she said that at the pine cone. She might have. <laughs> Question number two. If you ordered a pig between the sheets, would you be ordering a hot dog? Yes or no? Pig between the sheets. No. No. I think that's sausage and pancakes, but no, I would say no. Yeah, I'd say no as well. A pig in a blanket is like a little a little sausage in in, in a bread. Yeah, I've never heard it as a hot dog. Yeah, I'll go with no as well. Well, y'all get a point, but you don't get a point. So um, it's no. Oh, okay. you would be ordering a cold ham sandwich between the sheets. Of a bread. bread. So bread. it's cold. Nice. Yeah, if you order a hot dog, you might hear hear your waitress yell, burn the pup. Okay. <laughs> Question number <Okay>. three. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'm using that for sure. <laughs> I what do you eat. want for dinner? Burn, burn the, the pup. pup. Burn the pup. <laughs> Big in the sheets. We have to be careful here on this island, though, okay. saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might take it literally. So question number three. What would someone have received if the waitress asked for a mug of murk and a bowl of seed? Milk and oatmeal? Milk and cereal? Coffee and cereal, coffee and oatmeal. Uh, so the the main. You say it again. It the, murk the, the, the and ma- seed. Murk, murk and, and seed. Murk, murk, uh, mug of murk and murk a murk. bowl of seed. So it's bowl either oatmeal it's or coffee cereal. Coffee and oatmeal. That's what I. Okay. Right. I was going to say choices. coffee and oatmeal as yeah. well. Milk and oatmeal was that one of the choices? Yeah, I'll take that one. Is there a coffee and cereal option? Yes. I'll go with that. Good job, Lawrence. You get the point. It's coffee yes. and cereal. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't this fun? I'm having so much fun. Time of All my right. life. Yes. Question number four. How would you like your steak if you ordered it on the hoof? Medium, burnt, well done, or rare? Rare? I would say rare. Has to be rare. I think so, too. I think it's yeah. basically mooing. Yeah. Good job. It's rare. You might have followed up your steak with a dessert of fish eyes, or also known as tapioca pudding. Oh, I love it. So, I yeah. I do like tapioca pudding. <laughs> so give me some fish eyes. All right. Question number five. I wonder if Bonnie Dongan knows how to make tapioca pudding. My wife does. Oh, there She'll you go. She'll make tapioca and rice pudding. Not Ooh. together, but separate. separate. Oh. You could definitely. They're side so, by side. Well, yeah, if you oh, do it you, in the same night. I want one of those uh, cafeteria trays yeah. that has little dividers. And one huge plop of tapioca on one side and one huge plop of yeah. rice pudding on the other. Rice pudding is one of those things that out of the... Out we of sound the, like nursing home people. Out of the <laughs> pan, it's very good. It's a little yes. more runny, mm-hmm. yep. but it's very tasty. Yep. You put a little cinnamon on top. Then when you like put it in the fridge when you're done and have it cold... That's good too. Absolutely, it's it's almost like that and pizza. Yes, are the hot or cold both delicious? It really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's gelatin- not a whole lot of things. Gelatinous like it. goodness. Okay, <laughs> okay. Next question: When a waitress asks for a for a crowd, did that mean she was ordering two of the same item? So is she saying like a crowd of pig between the sheets? Um, does that mean she she ordered she was ordering two of the same item? This is a true or false question. Uh, yes or no? Okay. Yeah. Or yes or no? <laughs> More than two of the same item or two of the same item? No, just two. two. of the same item. Just Got it. Two. A crowd. Yeah. A crowd of people. So, no. Uh, mm, mm. No? I would no. say no. I think it's because two's a company, three's a crowd, so I'd say yeah, it's yeah. three of something. No. I'll say no as well. <clears throat> Good job, guys. Uh, it is no. I, it is two of the same is a team. 
There you go. So a team of horses, a, a team of pig yeah. between the blankets That's that right. are running away with the stagecoach. Yeah, the and Oregon Lindsay's trail. at the reins. Oh my! A crowd is three. So yeah, yeah. You, you would have three. <laughs> it's it's a reference to the first hour. All right, last question here. Uh-oh. Lawrence is in the lead with one point. <laughs> Stellar. <laughs> Quite. Uh, <laughs> what were you in the mood for if you ordered a splash with dog biscuits? Soup and sandwich, soup and crackers, chili and a roll, chili and crackers. A splash with dog biscuits. Chili and crackers? I would say soup and crackers. Soup and crackers. Hmm. Can you repeat the options one more time? Soup and sandwich, soup and crackers, chili and a roll, chili and crackers. And this is, this phrase is? A splash with dog biscuits. Oh, I'll go with the chili and the roll. All right. The correct answer is soup and crackers. Jared and Chris also get a point. But why? That doesn't shorten it. Uh, Soup and crackers is shorter than a splash. My name's Bob. My nickname's Robert. Uh, Well, sometimes not to shorten. I don't know. It's like It's just jargon. It's jargon. Uh, Lingo. Elegant. So the three of us yeah. tied that's the, with that's the crazy I would have described um, it. It's a, chili, you know. often favorite on the menu of diners, was a bowl of red. A bowl of red. Yeah. Mm. So if it was to use, if it was chili, I would have used a bowl of red. So, so we have a three-way, three-way tie. tie. And Joe, the loser. Sorry, hey, Joe. That's okay. He's in <laughs> second place. <laughs> well, I'm so sad right now. Okay. So I want to run some things by you guys before we take a break and do this day in history and all that. So Waffle House. Lawrence and I, how many times did you go to Waffle House where you're in the States the last three weeks? Just twice. Okay. I think I went two times with you and one time with Kayla. So I went three times. Then how many Cracker Barrels? Uh, twice as well. Twice. So four. I went to Cracker Barrel once with you. And then, uh, of course, the Pièce de Résistance. <laughs> Pinecone. We went to Pinecone two times in about 12 hours. Yep. <laughs> it we, might have even been less. It, it was it, it was one of the most special Valentine's uh, dates I've ever been on. Yep. Um, and, Had and, nothing to do with the people we were yeah, with. No. As a matter of fact, it was, it was uh, uh, in spite of who we were yes, with. It's exactly right. So the Pinecone was just this amazing, amazing diner. Anyone that attended Maranatha Baptist Bible College or Maranatha Baptist University, they're from Watertown, Wisconsin area, the Pinecone. It's basically the restaurant attached to the gas station at that exit by the, what's the name of the outlet malls there? Johnson Creek Outlet Johnson Malls. Johnson Creek Outlet Creek, Malls. Yeah. It was the kind Old Navy retail specialist there yep, that gave that put us onto that. And we were laughing and joking about it. We made the wrong turn. We almost didn't go. We're like, oh, yeah, this is a gas station. Then we walked in to the bakery counter, and I heard a choir of angels. <laughs> at least a choir. <laughs> Yeah. There were, there were. So, Lawrence, why don't you describe how big was the cream puff that you well, first saw? What you first have to understand it was a 24 hour restaurant, yes, but it was also a 24 hour bakery. Yeah. Like yeah. the bakers were standing there at the ready just in case you were to wipe out the entire cream puff tray. They were ready to go make another <laughs> make batch. Make more, right? But you, you walk in there, and it's exactly right. You're kind of scope, scoping out the seats, but not for long because right in front of you were a good. I'd say they had to be about nine to eleven inches high. Yep. Were these cream puffs? Yep. A middle school basketball size. Yes. It, yep. Yeah. It was. It was so large, and it's just stiff, 
whipped cream. Yes. And the reason I know that is because we had one. We did. <laughs> and, it was one so, of three desserts yes. that we chose that yes. night. So next to that. It was Valentine's. That, we splurge. Next to that are football-sized <laughs> eclairs. Oh, yes. Filled with custard. Yep. I can only imagine what that was we like didn't have because that. we resisted. No, nope. we were, had good self-control. We only got three desserts. Underneath that. For two of us. You have a row of cheesecakes. Yep. And then underneath that, you have all these different pistachio bars. The one you got, it was like a, the, a, it's like a Black Forest cake yes. cookie bar that weighed, no no exaggeration, one pound. Yeah, one pound. For the one helping. He had. Yes, yeah. it was the size. You, you ever see like in old television shows where they kind of like show someone robbing Fort Knox of its gold bricks? Yeah. This is a gold brick. Gold bullion. Chocolate goodness. Yeah. With cherries on top. Who so needs wait, gold wait, wait, when wait, you got wait. that? We, we, exactly. We, we can't get to dessert because we 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 didn't we we ate as well. Like yes. that wasn't all we went there for. Yeah, but, but dessert was like dessert. Yeah. So then there was these pies over there next to it, and we had to decide, and we just said, "Let's go with the three craziest things in here," which is what we ended up yep. with. But we went and sat down in this corner booth, and we're given menus, and the thing that caught my eye first, and I almost regret not getting it. Was all you can eat chicken? Yes. Plus two sides and a starch or, or, or like bread for six fifty. Yes. All what? you can eat chicken for six fifty plus two sides and a bread. We lost money by not doing that. Yeah, we were physically, <laughs> or physically, physically hurting. Financially, we, we we were we were unwise not to do that. So we ended up looking at the breakfast and kind of wanted a savory but breakfast. And yep. We found the section of steak and eggs. Yes. Unbelievable. Wow. My mouth is watering. Normally, again. you look at steak and eggs, you're like, 19 bucks. On Guam? Big, big steak, nice little eggs next to it. Nope. 850. Yes. 850 for a, what was it? Uh, an eight ounce steak, yeah. maybe? Yep. And yep. eggs and hash browns and toast. Yes. And I think a drink. Yes. Yeah, the coffee came with that. The coffee came with that. And you guys are trying to recruit people to come here. Yes. 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 And we said yes. we're going to have a pint going Afterward, here. We had we, uh, we had already <laughs> finished our the significant portion of our recruiting. So we, we had. It's our reward. <laughs> yes. So we ended up both having that. And then the lady's like, she started trying. Did we get biscuits and gravy on the side, too? That was the next day. Oh, that's right. That, we're not there yet. <laughs> that's right. Sorry. So we ended just, up it's having. All, it kind of all blurs it all washed together. together. And it was amazing. So we, Can I go next year? We Yes. yes. <laughs> We're actually recruiting people from here to go yeah. uh, as missionaries to Pinecone. Yeah, that's right. So we had <laughs> Pinecone Baptist Church. We have the lady come, potluck. We have the lady come to the and we're like, what? What's good dessert? So she's trying trying to list, and we're like, we should probably just go look. We walked to the bakery. So we we personally selected these by hand. I needed to walk anyway. Yeah, we did, and then we came back, ate most of that, and then we just said we cannot speak of Pinecone because we knew our weakness would be we'd be back. Right. We'd be back the next we were day. we were actually looking at rebooking our tickets and then it yeah. was like, Well, it's so expensive. Yeah, it was. So then we were at the booth the next day and we said, you know, I think I have an hour before I fly. Probably should go Hey, you need a hearty meal cone. before you get on that plane. Yeah. So back we went. Yep. <laughs> and we and, and for seven fifty or eight dollars, yep. we including got tips. biscuits and gravy. Two eggs, sausage, bacon, hash browns. I had country and toast. ham. Country ham. Yep. 
Oh, and you had French toast instead of the biscuits and gravy. That's right. That's but then we hungry. swapped we, that. Yeah, we did. We, we share. Yeah, we, because we, it was still kind of close to Valentine's. So we didn't. We we, we didn't get dessert. Aren't you both with in that meal. like diet competition too? We were. We're on the same. Is this team. like a confession <laughs> to your teammates? Oh, they already know. <laughs> the they already know. We had our way in today. So he ended up going and getting Brutal. this Just heavenly bar that weighed at least two pounds. Mm-hmm. That was so full of ingredients. Yes. I got that for. Uh, I got this. This. So I thought it was going to be a Rice Krispie treat. I yes. picked it up. It was it was like a red it was the, brick. It was a like blondie. that weight, but it was a blonde. Yeah, it, it was a blondie, but it weighed two pounds. Probably. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was. So he took that to go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I gave most of it to my son's girlfriend. Most of it. Yeah. As a, as a belated Valentine's was left game. after yep. the road trip. That's right. And then and then Pinecone has been a, a, a right. figment of and our. And then I dreams. tried to drive for five straight hours after that. Yeah. So you guys are gonna go every semester like. Multiple times back to the I'm States actually now, right? moving we'll be to back. Johnson Creek exit. <laughs> we'll be back. You heard it yeah. first here. Wow. Yeah. That was amazing. Yep. And Lawrence, the, the thing is, so every once in a while, you and I might be accused of exaggerating. Every once in a while. This, this is story. no exaggeration. No, this I told story, you. We're, he's only like, <laughs> it's honest. the tip of the iceberg situation here. It yeah. really was amazing. And I eat at diners. I love diners. They're, I mean, I've been at some of the best. Diner food is like what I grew up on. And pine cone, yeah. really one of the best. And I think when you come from Guam and you start looking at prices that are, are, are the price of toast and a piece of bacon on Guam, right. and you get a full steak and eggs meal, yep. it was just, we it were so financially for responsible. And I'd still be happy. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it was great and 850. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, like we had had a long day. It was like nine o'clock it at was. night. It was just we just fun. shopped. Yeah, we bed, were shopping together. That's right. This night, it <laughs> bed, sounds bath, even more works. weird. That's we a new bed, store we were at. Bath and Body Works. <laughs> and the van oh, used an outlet. The bed, Bath yes. & Beyond and Bath yes. & Body right. Works. Yeah. He was calling his wife for advice at Bath yeah. & Body Works while we were there. She's just like, for the don't worry about anything. Audience. Just go to Pinecone and enjoy right. yourself. That oh, was her conversation. Man. And I, so just to think, we almost missed the turn. And oh, went to Applebee's. We almost quit. Yeah, I know. We I were like, almost a foot into Arby's, and I said, right. the Jamocha shake almost sold yep, in with yep. a little bit of curly fry and a Reuben. And I backed the car up. I no. felt led. I backed the car up. Felt led. <laughs> got into the right turn lane, didn't I? I got he into did. the right turn lane. He did. And then we, it's, it was. I said, oh, there's another entrance off the off the entrance, 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 entrance ramp. Like, they don't want you to miss it. Like, right. How many restaurants have an entrance? From the highway. Off the entrance so, ramp to yes, the highway. Right. Like, that just doesn't happen. Well, yeah. it's a truck stop. It was so right. last resort. It is a truck stop. Yep. It is. It is a truck stop. And they were there. They were, they were giving us we the thumbs up, up. When we pulled up, this is what <laughs> the lady- You boys know. The lady at Old Navy said this, and I was like, my wife would never eat at this place. The lady said, well, do you want someplace you can sit down? I'm thinking, of course, you know, we sure. want to sit down. So then she said, well, there's this gas station, and I'm like- how many conversations that end well start with, well, there's this gas station? Well, there's this gas station, and they have a restaurant, and the truckers sit on one side, and everyone else, like normal people, she was indicating, sit on the other side. And I'm like, this does not sound good. And so we were just like, let's just check it out, because she mentioned it. Let's yep. just check it out. And then, um, so we went, and yeah. it was And there was a trucker from Arizona. Was. Yep. Lauding. Pine cone. Yes. All she these was in line with she's us. like, I don't get to come up here often, but when I do, That's right. I come to the pine yep. cone. She's a long, long, long <laughs> so haul trucker just for sad. that. Yep. I wanted to go back to Old Navy and leave a thank you note on the windshield yeah. of the lady that recommended it, but I thought that might be a little creepy, yeah. honestly. 
Leave a pine cone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would hey, have been it. Joe, you should have been with us. Okay, so Waffle House. Do you guys like Waffle House? Chris, you like Waffle House? Sure. Only been there Are you going to talk about really? that? Really? Yeah, I don't have them. I have from. some Waffle House information here. Waffle House is predictably good. I would right? say the ne- the second best meal I had on the trip. Okay, first is pine cone. Yes. The whole experience. Yes. Okay, that includes two meals. That pine. does the okay. whole yeah. the whole two dessert, pine cones, two pine cone meals. One. That was the best twelve hours. That's kind of like the Mount um, Everest. Food wise, yes. I had a lot of good times talking with prospective staff, and That's the reason right. I was even on a trip. We gotta <laughs> yeah. send this to the pine cone when we're but, done. Yeah, hey, sponsor audio clip. <laughs> but then, but then, as far as food goes, the second best, believe it or not, was my Friday fish fry at Cracker Barrel. Mm. I very rarely talk while I eat. It's not a good thing. I'm not. I'm not proud of it. But that day, I kept telling my grandmother, who I was at Cracker Barrel with, who else do you go with? That's, grandmas grandma, are the Friday perfect for fish accompaniment fry. for Cracker Barrel. And I, I did she pay? She did. She had <laughs> a gift card, go. believe it or not. Yes, of course she would believe that. Of course. She had a gift card at the Cracker Barrel. We, we had the Friday fish fry, both of us, and it was, so, it was perfectly golden and crispy, and the fish was, mm. it was the best like fried fish I've ever had. Third was our night after the men's conference yes. when we had all the way hash browns. Yes. Which are like all the way. nine toppings Everything on your hash they po- you can possibly get on your hash browns, all the way. All the way. And for, was it an extra dollar? You can get, it's like one and a half serving size. Yeah. So it's like Extra this, 50 cents. Even. Oh, extra 50 cents. It's a, it's a plastic basin <laughs> of golden hash browns with chili, yep. jalapenos. Beans. Beans. Sun-dried tomatoes. Yep. Um... Cheese, uh, melted cheese, cheese yeah. of course, it was nine gravy, toppings, yep, gravy. Uh, uh, like with, with sausage in it's it. It's pretty much everything they have in a diner right. just on the hash browns. That's right. That's yeah, right. But it's good. Yep. And, it's delicious. And we ate it all. And then and I had we two were smiling, pecan waffles. We were smiling like the Cheshire cat <laughs> yes. the whole time. <laughs> and we were not in the best part of town. Nope. We stood out. It didn't matter. We looked like, you know... Two people that got lost from the dental convention and ended up at the wrong <laughs> Waffle House. But, but the, 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 <laughs> golden, the golden sign of Waffle House oh, led us home, yes. and we went. I just followed the light. We did, like a couple of flies. I just followed couple the light flies. and ended up there. And, you know, when you, when you, so let me, let me share some Waffle you House You were right about you. this being the greatest maybe theme I, I mean of a show look you've I'm smiling done. and usually what people don't realize <laughs> I never smile on this show it's just like my voice is smiling but my face isn't my face is smiling yeah. my whole I'm like I'm giddy <laughs> giddy this, is this a schoolgirl this that, will be uh, the stories I tell my children like you know or my grandchildren someday I feel like Ebenezer Scrooge after he was spared by the yep. ghost of Christmas uh, yet to come and he's like, I'm as giddy as a schoolboy. I feel yeah. horrible because I lived there for five years and never went to the place. Have you heard of it? Seriously, though. Never never walked in the place. Although everybody said <laughs> it was I did fantastic. not make that mistake. There was I, a college I was there. A there was times. a college Is student. Is the hype real, Sebastian? There was a college student oh, yeah. that just I his it. eyes lit up when yes, we said, you right. were at the Pinecone? He said, yeah. It's like every college guy's dream. It's I can a lot see of food for not a lot of money. get into like the Masonic Lodge and stuff, and then they start having these like uh, combined, ex- they're like, "Hey, are you?" And then secret handshake for us, it's like the pine. Yeah. You ever been to Pinecone? Yeah. Hey, brother, <laughs> what can I do for you? <laughs> I'm gonna start making shirts and hats. And actually, I, I can pretty much tell if someone's been to the con- Pinecone a couple of times just by looking at yeah. it. <laughs> For multiple reasons. Well, thankfully, I didn't have a car when I was in college around there. So oh, I oh you I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's the price of McDonald's, but the quality of Ruth Chris Steakhouse. 
<laughs> it was amazing. We are amazing. sending it to Pinecone. Okay, so Waffle House, which is you know, it's a it's second, it's a distant second for me, but it's still very good. Waffle House is great. Um, so this is from Waffle House's website, which yes, they do have a website. They don't have Wi-Fi, but they have a website. It's true. So. Uh, let's see here. It says this. Did you know if you laid all the Smithfield bacon that Waffle House serves in a year, end to end, it would wrap all the way around the equator. That's over 25,000 miles of bacon. It would be the bacon belt. You could stack all the sausage patties at Waffle House that serves in one day on top of each other. It would be nearly twice the size of the world's tallest building, the Burj and Khalifa in Dubai. Um, let's see here. Uh, four times the size of the Empire State Building. Now, that's a tall order, Okay. If you were to pour all the cups of coffee that Waffle House serves in one year, it would be enough to fill nearly eight Olympic swimming pools. I have, I have a Waffle House mug at home. I drink out of it. Mm-hmm. I took Zach there for the first time a couple of years ago. We had such a great experience. I wanted to kind of memorialize it, mm-hmm. and they had already taken my plate. I was just going to take that. But so then I said, <laughs> "Can I buy a coffee mug?" And they sell you their used coffee mugs. Isn't that nice? They don't get really? a new one. Yeah. It's the they they it's been washed. They'll just add it to your tab, the one you that's were drinking exa- out of. Well, no, they get you a clean one. <laughs> oh, well, but it's out of the dishwasher. It's not like packaged or anything. No way. Thousands of people have drank out of that. So mug. many lips on that it's thing. Such, <laughs> so many stories. Wow. So this I is guess. the Waffle so House serves per minute three hundred forty-one strips of bacon per minute worldwide. Two hundred thirty-eight hash brown orders per minute. One hundred forty-five waffles a minute. One hundred twenty-seven cups of coffee per minute, and thirty-three hamburgers. Per minute. And uh, they only serve wow. the best. Coca-Cola soft drinks, Heinz line of sauces, Sara Lee desserts, and Jimmy Dean sausage. Those are just a few of the things. Oh, Smithfield bacon, city ham, and pork chops, Minute Maid orange juice, Waffle House classic blend coffee, and Springer Mountain Farms chicken. I didn't have half of that stuff, but uh, pretty amazing. And then for their calorie content, hash browns scattered all the way. Okay, Lawrence. Only 225 uh, grams of uh, fat, um, 550 oh. calories. No, sorry, 33 grams of fat, 36 grams of carb, 19 grams of protein, 550 calories. Oh, that's not so bad. It's like it's it was like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. No and deal. I mean, come on, we had had a long day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was long. all in the service. Uh, so uh, cheese omelet, for <laughs> example. <laughs> 477 <laughs> calories and 41 grams of fat. Hash brown scattered, smothered, and chunked, which is a special thing you could look yes, up. Yes, they all have neat names oh, for what man, that I is. I love it. I That's love it. It's a 409 calories, 27 grams of fat, so 29.9 carbs. They have all kinds of stuff. You should just look it up. I mean, hey, we might. There's so much good <laughs> just, stuff about this. Just Google it. Yeah, just Google it. You, you know, when Jared and I are hosting our own Food Network travel channel right. show. Yeah, we'll let you know. I was going to see if I could <laughs> find, start your, with the pine cone. find your pecan waffle here. You can shamelessly here, promote it here. That's right. Um, I, and you yeah. know I would. Or you shameful, know I would. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> you know, they have ba- bacon, egg, and cheese. Let's see. Buttermilk waffle. Okay, just the buttermilk waffle. Not with the pecans, but just the buttermilk waffle. Just one. 314 calories, 12 grams oh. of fat, 45 grams of carb. So bacon and egg, that's uh, 260 calories, Whoa. zero grams of fat. How can that be? No, that can't be right. Bacon. This needs to be altered a little bit. That's from some fitness app that they don't know what they're talking about. Who yeah. cares about that anyway? So anyway, all of that to Not say, us. you're the one who read it. I know. <laughs> My proofer didn't didn't uh, uh, you know Your filter assistance. through that. So anyway, hey guys, all that to say, 
We should do a live broadcast from Kings here on Guam. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. It would be. How do we, how like do we get a, that a set remote. up? We could do a remote. Just we could talk, like a mic in we the could talk to our, our friend Derek, um, who happens to know yeah. people he at knows the a lot Kings, of people. right? And we could get one of those corner booths, and we could all yeah. wear our headphones, and we could you know, do a we show could, from yeah. Kings. And we could just critique Let's work on that. Let's yeah. work on that. I love diners. I, I, and that's kind of the Guam diner. That's kind of the Guam diner. So anyway, diners, we 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 love them. And uh, yep. we might do a diner part two episode. I got so much stats on diners here. Where yeah, did Denny's get his name? Why is there no more the, Sambos? All that stuff. I'll tell the Pinecone story again. I'm you happy. Know. <laughs> I'm happy to relay right. that, relive That's that right. again in my it's, mind. Man, I'm, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. It's a year <laughs> until I get to go again. Okay. Well, guys, hey, thanks for uh, giving your Friday afternoons. Have a great weekend. Yeah. And, uh, you I know, should have come up earlier. That's okay. It's I don't know if we could have handled much more. I mean, I know. honestly, that's true. That was the, we 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 maxed it. Pretty out. intense. We maxed it out, guys. Thank you very much, listeners. Thanks for being with us today. Two hours flew by for us. Hopefully, it did for you as well. A lot of fun here on live till five. Thanks to Joe, Lawrence, Sebastian, and Chris, and of course our friends down at the hub for making us all our delectable treats. And thank you for listening. Episode two hundred fifty-five on March second. Friday. Listen on Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., or catch us on khmg.org on our podcast. Find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio, Guam. We love spending Friday afternoons with you. Have a great weekend. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam.